Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Well, we've reached Thursday night already. It's nearly the end of the week. So what do we do tonight? Well, it's our Fab Four and it's the top jock managers. And our guide to local football, which already is becoming very, very popular. That's all good. I'm Mick Bradley, and uh, with me tonight to give their opinion on the following top stories. Tony Smith and Pitchside Dave. So let's do this and ask away. Story number one. Derby County captain Richard Keogh has been ruled out until the end of the season due to knee injury sustained in a crash that led to two of his teammates being arrested. Tyson Bez out Tuesday night. In a statement, Derby County said the crash followed a team building dinner. <laughs> you can't write it, can you? Oh dear, how sad. What a shame. I'll comment on that one. Mr Smith, yeah. England hit their World Cup straps with seven-try demolition of the USA to make it a two wins and two bonus point wins. Vinny, uh, uh, Billy Vinnipool and Luke Cohen-Dickey scored first-half tries from driving malls. Five more tries in the second half and a red card for US flanker John Quill. And I've seen that tackle and it was a red card tackle, there's no doubt about it. Um, England's looking strong, Mr Smith. Well, I got told off this afternoon by uh, our club secretary, Kevin Preston, for phoning him up. Tony, you've been told off by Kevin Preston every day this week. Uh, but usually on the hour. But basically, I got told off for phoning during the, the fact that during the England International. Quite right, too. And I, I told him he was watching the wrong type of rugby because in rugby league you have passing and things like that, which is quite strange to uh, <coughs> find in rugby union. But um, but anyway, he gave, gave me the information as ever, spot on. But um, so come on, let's just finish with flow, sir, for two seconds and tell me about the rugby. Uh, I support Scotland. I can't wait to to finish. <laughs> That's the last time you're going to wear flow serve tonight. <laughs> Barcelona have, have been fined €300, euros, which equates to £265 by the, scan uh, by the Spanish Football Federation for their approach to Anton Griezmann, um, while still at La Liga rivals Atletico Madrid. I hope they take it and pay it in, in Eurocent coins. I mean, what a farce that is. I mean, £265, what's all that about? It's not going to scare them, is it? They're just going to laugh. I just but that's I, more than you get I fined mean, for racism I read it read it again and, and, and it's just absolutely ridiculous the players buyout clause is 179 million yeah it's just I guess yeah. I know. back to the funny ones Manchester United needed penalties to beat <laughs> neighbours Rochdale in the Carabao <laughs> Cup third round last night needed penalties Rochdale made six changes Manchester City under-21s beat Rochdale in um, in the League Cup earlier this season and Peterborough stuffed them 6-0 two weeks ago. Yet it takes a mighty Manchester United penalties to beat Rochdale. Just how bad are that club becoming under the manager? I don't, I don't think they're a bad club at all. I mean, I know they're 17th in the old third division, but... Oh, you mean Man United? Yeah, yeah, shocking. God, <laughs> yeah, anyway, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a good night. I think Ollie's wheel has firmly come off. I just remember, folks, <clears throat> when I got ridiculed for saying Christmas... Well, you know... Uh, I, it's not, not like me to remind everybody. I'm, I'm not sure it'll last till Christmas. No, I think I might <laughs> be wrong on that one. <laughs> um, Barry was at um, the EFL meeting today asking um, for permission a compassionate re-entry that sounds something a bit like the nine o'clock show don't it but that's what it they is. was asking for yeah, I've, I've had a few of those yeah. a compassionate <laughs> re-entry well um, after the day's meeting the bid was rejected, rejected. but you know ag again it's if the bid was accepted 
one of the Division 2 clubs, which is now going to be safe, would have been relegated, mm, wouldn't they? Yeah. So it's a bit like your old turkeys and Christmas thing, isn't it? I mean, the thing about Berry, though, Dave, as sad as it is, if you're a Berry supporter, they went bust. They did, and they had the advantage of getting promoted the season of the, the season that's just gone. So they they probably had players on loan that they'd bought that they couldn't actually afford. And all the other clubs have gone bust. Hereford had to start at step seven. Um, Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon had to start at step seven and come up. So it is sad for Barry, and I feel dreadfully sorry for them. But why should they be given dispensation to start sort of uh, just a division below? It, sh- it shouldn't happen. There no, should be it, one rule for everybody. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've, they've had 125 years to get the books right, and if they can't do it, it's nobody else's fault. So, um, you know, I, I say, as sad as it is, it's, I'm sorry, but... Um, Unfortunately, they've become some, a rich person's play toy, haven't they? And the, the rich person didn't know how to, um, run, a to run a football club. club. Hmm. Um, if it happens at Salford City, I don't think there'll be many people will be too upset about that either, but I can't <laughs> see that happening just yet. Apart from five, I struggle to find anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I, I keep threatening we'll have a conversation about that one night, and we will. Um, West Ham got still 4 nil at Oxford. Yeah. I mean, that is just... Yeah, I mean, any Premiership, Premier Division team can go away and get beat. We know yeah. that. Do you think, either of you, that... <laughs> is the club not bothered? Because this is West Ham every year. Is the club not bothered? Is the manager not bothered? And probably more to the point, so the players not bothered, thinking, well, City or Liverpool's going to win it. Why, sh- why should we bother? I think it's got to be down to the players. It's certainly not the fans, because they're a passionate mob. They, w- they will probably be wanting to... Hunt- hung draw and quarter them on the way home and uh, but yeah it's got to be the players I mean but would you turn up and not give your all well somebody is doing yeah did you see Pogba last night then I mean come on I think Carl uh, Robinson's got previous answer because um, he's a very very good coach uh, the Oxford United manager uh, but he also um, was a member of the MK Don side that beat Manchester United 4-0 in the FA Cup I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's a very... I, I don't think we should just say, oh, West Ham must have been rubbish. Oh, you know, full, full credit to the U's on that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The players that West Ham used was part of their 21-man Premier Division squad. 25-man Premier Division squad. Yeah. All on an awful lot more money than any Oxford players, and probably all the Oxford players, combined. There's two divisions between them. It should not be a 4-0 scoreline. It may be a 1-0 scoreline or a 2-1. But there's n- absolutely no excuses out there for a 4 0 scoreline. I, I don't think money ever comes into it. It doesn't matter how much you're on, it's about your attitude on the night. And, 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 is, and obviously theirs was completely wrong because that's just embarrassing. I mean, I know, I mean, Tony Jones, uh, we all know very, very well, massive West Ham fan. He must be totally embarrassed, the poor lad. You know, as are all West Ham's passionate fans, I would imagine, because the players have let them down badly. Oh, they have. Most certainly, they let them around. Should back. even think about compensating those that went and mm. pay, pay for the, exactly. pay the travel costs. That, that, that's that's been done before, and that's yeah. a very good move. Um, and the payers should play, not the club. Yeah. Okay, guys. Finally, um, w- it was the the FIFA votes earlier on in the week, wasn't it? For the World Player of the Year, amongst other things, it was a it was a complete farce because for some reason they gave it to Messi, and we're to be quite honest, as much as it grieves me to say, Van Dijk was. A cut above anything else last se- se- season, but as Tony pointed out last night, he was still rubbish in Mary Poppins. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> well, just the accent. You've got to tell the joke. I know a man with a wooden leg named Smith now, haven't you? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. We'll be on the ceiling by the end of the night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that proved it was a farce, and the most farcical decision of the whole year is that the, the fair play trophy was won by a team that sort of was found guilty of cheating. Oh. I, I just, that's they just weren't. beyond, but... They, they weren't found guilty of cheating. cheating. No. Okay. No. They, they were actually exonerated, and it was proved that Bielsa was just tactically better than the rest of the right. managers in the Champions League. Right. I, I, know he was, I know he was thorough, but where, right. uh, did Derby still train where they used to train alongside Rainsway? Because I, you can you can walk along the road and look into their training ground. Yeah, I mean, uh, got a, a, the basic of the club have been condemned for looking over a fence. Right, so so whatever whatever the whatever the, the ruling was by the law, Lords of Football, you, Boris Smith, are going to go your own way. 
I mean, I just, I just think Leeds United are just the, the whipping boys of the right. football world. I think okay. it's just pure you, right. jealousy. You get the same thing at London Coney. Watford and Arsenal's training ground are alongside each other and there's a bank. And they said regularly, Wenger would be up on the bank watching Watford. Huh. Oh, yeah, well, they're too defensive. Nobody's going to get any ideas. <laughs> no. Right, but I've now found out that two votes for Mohammed, uh, for Mohammed, Mohammed Salah um, was made defunct because they was written in capital letters so those void because those written in capitals you're kidding I'm, it's there in front of who, who was voting it's um the egyptian football association said acting um egypt coach and the captain voted for the liverpool forward um the signatures on the voting form were in capital letters and thus was deemed not valid and that and <coughs> I can only assume the upshot of all that is they should have been in red crayon. Yeah. Well, you know, it's... Um, I mean, they don't... <coughs> Egypt, 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 Egyptians write Arabic. They don't write in our, in our letters anyway. No. Oh, so, 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 so it's capital yeah. Arabic. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> um, 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 yeah. Unbelievable. But then again, we've, we've passed our views on FIFA on one or two occasions. Before that, um, you chose Kenny Dalglish as the best jock ever to grace English football. You also chose Dennis Burkamp as the best overseas star. And by a country mile, you chose Brian Clough as the greatest ever English manager. Not me, not these two. You, on Twitter last weekend, thank you, Newark and the world, for giving him 60-something percent <coughs> of the vote. Shut up, Mr Smith, because it was there and it was... Absolutely right in front of you. I don't want to have a go so, to our readers, but you can the see why they listen to this. The last in the series tonight, we are going to do <laughs> Scottish managers. It's going to take our us all of 30 seconds then. Top, <laughs> top four jock managers. Actually, it's going to take just over six minutes. Um, our top four jock managers. Mr. Smith in fourth place. If you go to Air United's Somerset Park, they've got uh, a lounge dedicated to Ali McCoyst. Ali McLeod, sorry. But, in uh, your own time, then. But, but, but seriously, um, I've got to mention Jock Steen in dispatches, even though he doesn't get into my top four. But uh, in fourth place, Kenny Dalglish, once again, in terms of uh, not so much what he did for Liverpool and Blackburn Rovers and Newcastle United, but I go back to what he did for the people of Merseyside after Hillsborough. I mean, that was above and beyond any human being's reaction and it was just an awesome gesture by a very humble man. Absolutely fantastic. And so uh, he gets he gets my vote for that alone. Okay, so you're going for Dalglish in fourth place. Uh, I've gone with Jock Steen. Uh, took Celtic to the European Cup, so he's the first British and obviously the first Scottish manager to take a team and win the European Cup. Uh, he had ten Scottish League titles, including the nine in a row, eight Scottish Cup finals, six League Cups... He managed um, for over a thousand games and had a 63% win rate. That's pretty good. My number four, um, and to prove I'm not biased against anybody in any way, shape or form, is Ferguson. Moving on. Number three, Tony. Bill Shankly. Uh, and anybody who has Ferguson's number one is going to be banned from this show. Uh, <laughs> Shall we go now? Then? <laughs> what a result. Well, where do you want to go? Vine. <laughs> And uh, so, spoiler alert, but uh, in third place, Bill Shankly, because of what he did at Liverpool, um, took him from second division obscurity and took him to uh, the top of the world, and uh, just absolutely incredible. And, 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 and the great thing about Bill Shankly is everybody thought all the things he said in interviews were spontaneous, and he actually worked very, very hard. Have we got time for a very quick story? When he was manager of Huddersfield Town, uh, no, a great mate of mine, Ian Greaves, uh, went on to no went it? on to manage Bolton Wanderers and, and Mansfield Town, where 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 we met. And uh, Dennis Law went walkabout at Huddersfield. He didn't turn up for training for a couple of days, and um, Shanks basically collared Ian Greaves and said, "Pretend to be Dennis Law. Come into my office." And he tore a thousand strips off him, threw him out about four or five. That's not good enough. Go out again. And then Ian Greaves went out of the office for the last time and Dennis Law's walking down the corridor. I said, I won't go in there, kid. The manager's going to kill you. And uh, Dennis Law says, I'll have to take it on the chin. And knocks on the door. Come in! 
and they walked in and and Shankly hugged him and went, Dennis, my boy. And, and it's just it, everybody thought it was spontaneous, but what an incredible bloke! His hero was Jimmy Cagney, and as a manager, he was James Cagney. Unbelievable man. And uh, I can remember when he actually died. I read it. Is this going to be a short story or an epilogue? I, I, I basically read it in the Northern Echo when I was at uh, college in Darlington, and uh, I, it was it broke my heart. I actually I sat in the car and cried. And uh, what a wonderful, wonderful man, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm overcome with grief at that. <laughs> uh, so Matt Busby uh, at Manchester United, 1945 to 1969. League champions five times, two FA Cup winners, five charity shields, first manager to win a European Cup with a British club. He resisted huge salaries for players, which caused a lot of aggro at times. He, he decided they should be given a fair wage, but not be made into superstars. He obviously built the Busby Babes team that were tragically wiped out in the Munich air crash, overcame really serious industry um, injuries himself and depression and went on to build another superb side basically made Man Manchester United into the brand well the brand the big name they are now before Ferguson ruined it um, <laughs> number three uh, I think we're on number three I, I got yeah. Tony's epilogue was that long um, I, I, I've gone for Bill Shankly because of what he he, he achieved and every, <clears throat> between all Tony's waffle was um, there was a lot of lot of good stuff come out of that. <laughs> uh, number two, so Matt Busby turned uh, Manchester United into the the greatest football club in the world. Still is today. Uh, if you go to the deepest African rainforest and say, yeah, to, come from Rochdale, and say to a lad, you know, <clears throat> can, can you tell me anything about Barcelona, Real Madrid? They'll go, I'm going to clue mate. You say to anybody in the world, Manchester United, go, oh, Bobby Charlton the most popular club per capita in the world and 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 sir matt busby did that and as as dave has said so eloquently he, he survived horrific injuries at munich he had he had the last rights read to him twice yeah by a priest and and then survived that and there was a wonderful time at uh, where he he, he he spoke to the crowd from his hospital bed in munich at Old Trafford before they played against Sheffield Wednesday in the next match where the programme for the Man United team lineup was completely blank yeah. you know I mean it's just uh, an incredible man and then not only did he survive that but um, he also survived managing George Best and did a remarkable job of that as well which was shown to be so magnificent because Tommy Doherty later showed how mere humans deal with it and uh, the first time I went to Old Trafford to see Notts County when they got promoted to the old first division season before it became the Premiership. I walked along the corridor to the press box and Sir Matt Busby walked out of a door down the corridor and started walking towards me. And I just put out my hand and said, Hello, Sir Matt. It was like meeting God. He thought you were George Brest, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I stank of as much drink. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you're number two. We're only at uh, clock. Right, I've gone for Bill Shankly. The only thing I can add to what you gents have said is, bear in mind, when he <clears> took over <throat> Liverpool, they were second tier. They're a second division side, and his, his record speaks for, it, speaks for itself. And he built the platform that uh, Bob Paisley then took on to further success. Okay, I know where this is going. Um, my number um, two um, was Jockstein because um, he actually brought some success to a Scottish football team, which is fairly unique. He actually. Um, because in those days Celtic was made up of Glasgow people Glasgow players yes not the multinational teams that we have now I'm surprised you have a good word to say for a former Leeds United manager um, and what he did there with Celtic to win that European Cup when it was you know the European Cup um, that was a, a, I think just a wonderful wonderful thing my number one because we're running out of time I'm <laughs> just going to get mine in. my number one um, is Samat Busby? Um, you've already said, guys, everything that um, that I can can say on um, Samat Busby. I mean, he didn't build one football team, did he? He built two, two, and an empire, teams, didn't he? And and he built an empire. And when I was a kid, every every football person's second favourite team was Manchester United. Yeah. You had your own team. 
and then you had Manchester United. When you were a kid, it was Corinthians. You'd be quiet. And you had, you know, <laughs> Law, Best, and Charlton. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, come the, on. The, the, the Holy Trinity. Uh, yeah, <laughs> come on. Uh, you know, Alex Stepney in, in goal, one of the greatest goalkeeper in the world, but no. everybody knew that Alex Stepney Took played... Took a good penalty, did the lad? <laughs> that yeah. Alex Stepney played in goal for Manchester United. We all knew that. And the way he conducted himself after Munich and the way that team was rebuilt and I remember the night sitting in front of the black and white television that we had at home watching them beat Benfica by four goals to one and watching and I've said this many a times because I was liking Donny Age's goal against Forsby to it watching George Best stroll through the middle of the Benfica defence to score the goal yeah but he was actually going to bend down and head it over the line and he didn't <laughs> And I just don't think there'll be another manager like Matt Busby because everybody loved Matt Busby and everybody knows my opinion of what your two's number one has done to Manchester United. They may have won everything, but they're probably now the most unloved team in the country. But I suppose we'll have to put up with it. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> number one, the best manager of the biggest football club in the world. Anybody who can beat Sir Matt Busby deserves all the accolades in the world. And he managed it for 20-odd years. Superb man. Yeah, don't forget, he also took St Mirren to a Scottish Championship. <laughs> and at Aberdeen, for ten seasons, he broke the two-horse race at his Rangers and Celtic. Aberdeen were the last team to win the Scottish Premier League title. Yeah. Apart from yeah. Celtic and Rangers. Yeah, a two-horse race, and he managed to beat them to it one year. Yeah. But I, but I will concede he did. Unfortunately, he, he he built a team that lost without grace and won without grace. There was always yes! an excuse. Yes, <laughs> but you cannot fault his record. I mean, all right, they they won ugly. You had his record speaks Can, for himself. I wasn't listening, Dave. Just say that bit again. I'll turn this down. He built a team that would win without grace and lost without grace. Thank you. And what was Manchester United like before then? under the Busby era uh, club of gentlemen thank you again but it still doesn't stop him being the most successful like South City when they changed managers at one stage <laughs> 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 I'm going to sit on Robert Wildman's fence I understand the record yeah. I, don't get me wrong I do understand the record but I think if you are going to be the manager of as what Tony has said, the biggest football club in the world, the biggest footballing institution in the world, you've got to be something a little bit more than the manager of that football team. The whole world is looking at how you react, yeah, that's how you behave. Well, that's everything that's wrong with the professional is, game, isn't it, now? It, yes, yeah. but the whole world, as I'm saying, if you want to manage Man United, you've got to be a little bit different. I mean, I think Mourinho's a great manager, but he was an absolute idiot to himself at Manchester United. Yeah. Um, if, which is, going back to my argument, that Solskjaer's the wrong man, because you need to be more than a football manager at that club. Yeah. How long did it take him to replace Busby? I mean, how many did they get through? <laughs> but, you know, before Four or five. Ferguson arrived, and Ferguson only stopped there because United won 1-0 at Forest. Yeah, M Mark Robbins has got a <laughs> lot yeah, to I answer know, for. Yeah, I know, yeah, yes. I'll never, never, ever forgive him for that. But, you know, if, if, if you take the record, just on a, on a piece of paper, the stats, won X amount of championships, X amount of Champions Leagues, you can't knock it. No, the, record, the record shows. The record yeah. shows he did it. But I'm sorry, in my world, there's a lot more to it than that. And that's why I would never, ever vote for Ferguson. And I think you two have got it totally yeah, wrong. So you, you are listening to the BBC Home Service. <laughs> Next week, we're back to the birthday. Oh, oh it's been probed. Oh. <laughs> um, right. Um, before, Have people complained already? Before we, Tony and I, go home and leave you two in the, in, 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 in the best possible hands of Pitchside Dave... Last week, um, both of these two were set home work. Um, what? I can't remember this. Yes, <laughs> this you was. Me about 40 you're, years. You're I can't remember that. Um, I wanted to know from Dave 
what are the five town, oh, towns yeah, yeah. that make up the potteries? Right, Hanley. Oh, mine was oatcakes. Burslem, Fenton, Longton, Stoke-on-Trent and Tunstall. There you go. And I went to Burslem mm. on, through Burslem mm. on Sunday and it's not a place you want to no. stop. <laughs> and Tony's, um, Tony's excuse is the dog ate his oatcake. Yes, and oatcake, <laughs> Mr Smith? Oatcakes. It's a very, uh, very lovely um, potteries delicacy. Uh, which um, is made out of oats. No, well, no, basically, it is a cake, as, as the word suggests. That uh, <laughs> it's Bradford uh, Grammar School, nineteen seventy-one. Oh my God! This is like some of the articles you see in the Flowserve program. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, in that case, we'll talk about it next week, the week after, and the week after that. Um, my chairman is, is very knowledgeable in the world of oat cakes. Let's go through how our teams, our football teams, got on last Saturday, or let's go through the ones that actually played a game of football, because for some reason the local leagues have decided that football is no longer to be played on Saturdays. But Dave, over to you. Okay, we'll start uh, at Flow Serve. They obviously ran right against Coventry Sphinx. Uh, they now sit fourth in the table. It was worth them being able to score because all the other top sides won. And there were some big scores there. Walsall Wood beat South Normanton 5-0, which is I was quite surprised by. Your visitors on uh, Saturday, Hormond lost 4-1 to Heather St John's. Sporting Cows have put four past Worcester City. And Coventry United beat Selston 6-0. So you had a good result, but... It's uh, it, you know you've you still you still need the goals now. It could come to goal difference. Uh, a good attendance, two hundred and sixteen. Which, if you add up the four attendances for the two Newark Town and Flowserve during that week from Saturday to Saturday, over eight hundred people in Newark went to see local football, which I think is outstanding. Very Can very good. I think it's absolutely brilliant and we've always said that Newark people would go and watch football and they are doing Dave I'm just going to interrupt you with some breaking news that Gary Edgington has sent me from oh and I've just pressed the wrong button from um, the South Knotts Cricket League oh good the top 10 highest innings um, from last season he's worked them all out in first place with 164 not out Mohamed Nazine of Collingham yep in second place, with 154 not out, Mohamed Amazine of Collingham. <laughs> in third place, with 143 not out, Mohamed Amazine of Collingham. In fourth place, with 143 not out again, Mohamed Amazine of Collingham. That is unbelievable. Wow. The top four innings not out every single time. The top highest runs. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, that's just. Um, uh, uh, Let's see, <coughs> Balderton, Wollerton, and Kimbley suffered. I've I, I've not seen him, but I mean, uh, from from hearing your descriptions <laughs> of him every week, he, he just astounds. <laughs> I do hope he comes back. And the thing about him is that he can also bowl left and right yes, handed, he can. not at the same time. No, but but with equal That'd accuracy. Yes, oh, he can. He's brilliant, and, and, and that is just astonishing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you for that, Gary. David, continue. Okay, uh, Newark Town had no games Saturday, but last night were at Retford United in the uh, Floodlit Cup at Cannon Park. Three-three uh, after uh, at the end of the game, sadly lost on penalties, but there were goals. Two, in fact, two penalties to Lewis Chambers and Kieran Job. Back to the uh, league on Saturday and still ahead by five points. Collingham unfortunately had no game on Saturday. Again. Stay, yeah, stay ninth in the table. Harrowby had no game on Saturday, but uh, Tuesday night they were at home to Pinchbeck United in the Kitman Cup, uh, UK Cup. They lost 3 2, but there were goals for Billy Stubbs and David Calopa. So it's not been so good for those clubs. Grantham Town um, on Saturday at home beat Bamborough Bridge 1-0 which was an own goal and attendance there was 201 so it puts our local attendances into fairly good stead mm -hmm. um, in fact there was over 200 at the works and then 187 last week at uh, the YMCA so uh, Gingerbreads uh, were 8th with 13 points from 8 games they went to Stalybridge Celtic on Tuesday night lost 3-2 their first away defeat uh, James Berrett and Jack Broadhead on the score sheet now, Saturday, the game I went to, Southwell City had a one-all draw with AFC Dunkirk. Head counted 72. Uh, admission was free and the programme was free. Uh, game was 20 minutes late kicking off because the uh, linesman um, pulled an injury. Uh, apparently there's a new chairman at the club, but nobody behind the bar could actually tell me who that was. So uh, I'll be investigating that in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Callum Law scored in the first half for City. 
bit of a strange um, scramble in the box seemed to be a bit of a deflection and the ball uh, he got his foot to it and the ball seemed to roll past the keeper who thought it was going past the post and it went into the back of the net so uh, unfortunately for him Ed Hopkins yes second half um, the visitors started to come back and uh, did eventually equalise City's keeper had to pull off some very telling saves towards the last 10-15 minutes man of the match Ben Napier who absolutely dominated midfield and City stay fourth and a local name from Newark, Callum Barnes, came on for Southall as a substitute in the second half, about 10 minutes to go. So, uh, all in all, a very good um, game. Interesting, especially as Harrowby wouldn't let him play for the flow save under 23 because they didn't want to have him playing too much football. There you go. No. There, there's a bit of a story for An you. interesting one. As Lockton was supposed to be playing away at San Diego Town on um, Saturday, but the game was postponed. I suspect that might be something to do with Simon Dawes leaving the the, the club. He's gone, as uh, we said, over to... And Andy's took some players with him, hasn't he? I believe so. Now, there was a tweet out at the weekend inviting applications for assistant manager and asking for potential players to make themselves known. So, let's see what what happens there. Now, Curtin, um, this is the Not Senior League Division 1, had a quick chat with Matt on uh, social media during the week, and he said, uh, unlike last week when they played badly and won, this week they played well and lost. Funny Um, old game. Yep. So, nobody scored, but Luke Body got man of the match. So, uh, they're in the cup this week, so uh, they're looking forward to that. Highcombe Town win the Leaks League, let's start again, the Lynx League. They beat Cleethorpe Town Reserves 5-2. Town have gone back to the top. 32 was the attendance there. Scorers Jack Wilkinson, Andrew Hutchinson with a brace, Oliver Bean and Josh Toynbee. Lincoln Moreland's Railway were uh, away at um, Gainsborough Trinity Reserves and lost 5-1. George Asplin was on target for Railway. So there's a familiar name. And just at the end of the roundup. Um, Last night, Keyworth uh, United two, Bingham Town six. Bingham have scored twenty-two games in the, uh, twenty-two goals in the last three games. So uh, they're certainly on fire at the moment, uh, terrorising visiting and you know opposition defences. Bingham's on, Bingham's doing well, then, aren't they? Uh, yeah. What did he make the Southall then the visit to? Um, um, the usual friendly welcome. It was a lovely sunny day, um, but they did did look to be struggling a little bit. Um, the fact that there was no draft beer in the pub there was cold you beer you get your priorities right I do yeah no, no, that's a fair point as a, <coughs> as a ground hopper um, I was, wasn't able to buy a, a badge initially um, the gentleman behind the bar apologised that there were no programmes but given the due the programmes did appear about 10 minutes after the game kicked off and somebody from the club did find me and said you ah, wanted a programme and no, handed no, one no, over that's, so that's, that's very decent, nice yeah, yeah. Um, they, there is apparently a fund, fundraising going on with a view to going to Brinkley Ah. And myself and Stockport Dave did actually have a look at Brinkley on the way back to assess what needs doing, and there's quite a lot I would think needs doing. There's no floodlights for a start. It's a field, isn't it? It's a field, yeah. It's a field. And the distance from what I believe will be the main pitch to the changing rooms is quite a distance. Mm. So there's still quite a bit to be done there. Who was the uh, lad in goal for Southall that pulled off the stairs? Uh, I don't actually no, know. No. I, um, no, no, just interested. Who yeah, I did photograph so the let, team. Let, let, let's just, just get this into perspective then. Our grassroots footballing expert immediately found out there's no draft beer <laughs> but doesn't know who played in goal for the home team okay we can choose them on this show can't we yeah. I've got the priorities right dear oh dear I blame Stockport Dave because he told me how good he was but there you go well we, we, we could have Stockport Dave on the programme but just let's stick with the draft beer subtitles um, don't work on me move on or have you got to the end of... Um, I've got to the end of that. Now what, I can't tell you what, it was in goal. What? what <laughs> no game for Collingham. I, I understand the, the no game for Collingham was to do with cup commitments, wasn't it? The opposition. Uh, they had to play a, she- a Sheffield... Yes, they were, they were in the Sheffield Cup. Cup tie. and So that's two weeks on the bounds. Yeah. We are playing this Saturday, but they should have been playing Friday. Friday night, because Retford United Redford played Newark last night. And, and Collingham estimate that's going to cost them over £500 in lost... I think so, because... In, in lost revenue. So Floodlit football's really popular. What, why on earth can't they change the fixtures around a little bit? Or why does he may as well let Collingham have three Saturdays off and play the thing next Friday? I mean, 500 quid means a lot of money to teams. It does, particularly if you consider it's your main, it's your main income and they've gone three weeks without, or two weeks without yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then they'll probably go. There'll be some postponements later on in the season. It's this money's you know, going to come from a, somewhere. There is only what fifteen teams in that. Fifteen, yeah, because Matlock resigned. Division. So it, at it's, the last minute. it's hardly going to be a problem to get. I just no. fail to understand. I, I do like Friday night football. I mean, that was yeah. a good innovation from the centre. Well, I would have been going to Collingham tomorrow yeah. night if it was on. I, I, I do like that, but... Friday night football is a fantastic concept because you go out on Friday night with your mates, have a great Friday night, and the whole weekend is still in front of you, isn't it? It's, 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 it is, it's yeah. Great, great yeah. Friday night football is the way forward. You'd be able to have a draft beer, but you wouldn't know who the goalkeeper <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good beer I had, so that's why I don't know. Shocking. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk in a few minutes about what's coming up this weekend, hopefully a little bit more than last weekend, and the rest of the teams are going to get a game. Yes. But I'm looking to expand this and use your knowledge of um, grassroots football, because I'm not a great um, Football League and Premier Division fan any anymore. Yeah. Um, I've, and I think a lot of people are going in the same direction. Yeah, they've been pressed out. Um, I really do because they've had the, they've had enough of what makes it up and the money that that's in, in, involved. So I want to start tonight, Dave, please, by having a look at the Northern Premier League. Yeah, this is the league that Grantham Town are in. So locally, we yes. have an interest. Um, tell me a bit first. Where does the Northern Premier League stand in the FA's? Pyramid. That's yeah, step four. Step one in the pyramid is the. Uh, I was going to say the conference, but it's the Vanarama National League. Yeah, the conference. Right. So step one is 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 the conference. Yep. Step two. Well, the sponsors. The two national leagues. Yes. Is, is the nas- north and south. Is, 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 is the yeah. north and south. Right. Okay. So, um, Grantham are playing in. I thought step three. No, step four. Step four. Step four. Um, yeah, so they're in the Premier League, and then the the two leagues that directly feed into that are the North West League and the South East League. Right. Well, let's let's stick with the Premier first. Um, Grantham didn't have a, the best of seasons last time round, did they? There was no. They were. It was a take it back eighteen months. They got to the and playoffs. Speedy was on here, and those going all the way, weren't they? They had a cracking season, but the problem is, like anything, if you're successful, people come looking at you, don't they? Yeah, and that's what happened to Grantham. Mm-hmm. They couldn't compete money-wise with FlowServe, and um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> so they lost numerous players. I think the building again played eight, won three, drawn four, and only lost one. I would suggest that Mr. Speed and Grantham Town will be more than satisfied with that stuff. I think so. They they've certainly been. Um, getting draws although in my uh, my regular that goes there was saying in a lot of cases they've been throwing the lead away unfortunately but a draw is better than a defeat and i think the building for the future by the sounds of it they they are they're, they're sort of heads above water now and they are starting to make progress against the tide they're not being swept away because last season it did look quite dicey for a while i did yeah. think they would be be dropping down a division it, it, it's lucky they had an, a good start to the season yeah, also they've been in a mess. Uh, somebody who's not had a good start to the season in that division will stick with that division. Are, are Gainsborough because they're sitting? Well, I think they're actually sitting in the relegation. They team. are. Yeah, they. I think they lost last night. I didn't actually um, get a chance to look their score up, but yeah, they are um, six games in and they've scored. They've got four points. Now it's not that long ago that Gainsborough Trinity was. Well, they were the next division up. They were yeah. knocking on the door. Yeah. Possibility for a little while. I thought they could have gone into the, um, the as was the conference. Yeah. So, you know, they played. I saw them play AFC Fylde, and they were unlucky to only lose two 0 Other clubs uh, that we know in that division are Tony's FC United of Manchester, or whatever they yeah. call themselves. And again, another one that Tony seems to follow a little bit is Scarborough. Um, they're in the back division. Both of them are in the lower half yes. of that division. Scarborough Athletic, yeah. I, I tend to look at the... I'm looking at the top of it, and you know what I've always said about the Northern Premier League is, on paper, a step six, but there is not yeah. a Catty Nels chance. It is step six standard. South Shields come out of it a couple of years ago. They sit yeah. at the top of the, the division. Then Whitby Town. Then Whitby, and... and The Money Men, basically. Down in 12th are more who no way they was coming out of the Northern Premier League because they couldn't afford it and now they're sitting 12th in that Northern League yeah because they couldn't and it, that's one and probably the one and only 
decent thing that's come out of the FA of late <coughs> that they took control mm. in Logistics. who goes okay yeah. they um, geographically uh, the rubbish yeah um, but they've taken control and but the, 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 the way they have brought the Northern League to heel is commendable yes but they're giving them what they wanted now aren't they a Northern League step five for next season yes yeah so but the Northern League's got exactly what they wanted out but, of it. But, but still, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the FA yeah. to realise that there is a problem there, I mean, well, well done to them. And in third place, which is why Fosir won't win the Vars, in third place... Baseford United. Baseford United. And that's where the benchmark that every other team that's got the money to do what Baseford have done, and, you know... Baseford started on the back of one man. But Baseford have, had a big wobble recently, didn't they? They lost a couple on the go, on the fly, yeah. No, I well, mean, they changed I, the manager, uh, didn't they, last yeah, season? Yeah, but um, I, I think as a club, they had, they had a big wobble. I think the owner was very strong in what he did. Yeah, there was one game when he, he said that nobody had turned up, didn't he, the, play, the players, and he um, basically refunded everybody the money and gave well, them a free lunch or something. Two, didn't they? Yeah. He, he refunded every single supporter. Yeah. the money for that match. Is this Mr Monroe? Yes, and inside, yeah. and inside a month the managers have been changed. Ah. It's interesting when you look at the attendances for last Saturday in that league, the majority were between <coughs> 200 and 255, mm -hmm. so it shows what's going on here, except for South Shields, who had 1,600. Yeah, but you're, but, talking, uh, you're yeah. talking a different breed. Yeah, I suppose if you've got the choice of Newcastle United or Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> you're honest. That's twice tonight. <laughs> well, I'm off the only heed. Yeah, <laughs> this, this from a man that knows his pipe but don't know his goalkeeper. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I think the football supporters of New York are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I think the football supporters of Geordie Land are in a different class. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. When the numbers they come out yeah. in, yeah. Um, I really do. The South East division of that, which obviously, as you've already said, will feed in, and that has got a smattering of our teams in it. Last year, Carlton Town came to Lowfields and won in the Knotts Cup, but you couldn't really tell the difference in levels between the no. two teams. And Carlton Town, all season, flirted with relegation. After eight games, they're sitting top of the table. Yeah, yeah, six wins. Scored 16 goals. Well, they conceded eight as well. So. There's either been an awful big input of money, because it's money that talks in this, isn't it? Yeah. It's as simple as I've, that. I've I've not been to Carton Town for a couple of years. Last time I went there, I saw them play uh, Starbridge in the cup, and they were they were they were awful. They really were poor. Mm. And in the same division, we have we have Spalding, Stamford, and uh, Lincoln, Lincoln United. United. Yeah, and Cleethorpe Town, of course. And Cleethorpe's oh. in a promotion spot as well. And we, yeah, we, we said the other day that uh, where have they come from? They've just built, and they're, they're getting good crowds as well, or they tend to. Um, they were saying that they, they got 260 odd on Saturday which is almost double all the other clubs getting that division get um, they've got Ilkeston Towner in there as well which is remarkable because most Ilkeston Town players tend to end up in Newark <laughs> yes yeah. Um, so, so all credit to Ilkeston Town um, I've got a little football story for you um, that came out yesterday with immediate effect Hall City legend Dean Windass has been appointed manager of North Eastern County's East League side, East Hull. East right. Hull have had a difficult start to the season. Um, they have played nine times and lost all of them, leaving the hall base side bottom of the league. But there is a bit more of a story to that, isn't there? I don't know. You're, I've not, I, I, well, I haven't even heard that with Aren't not East Hull the team that has come out of North Ferriby oh the guy like. that left North Ferriby yeah the, the guy said I want a team in Hull yes you're um, right I'd not, I'd not made that link when you said that it, I, right, I, yeah. I want a team in Hull and North Ferriby is only a tiny little village in the middle of nowhere and cannot go anywhere I yeah. want the team to go to Hull and build there of a fan base of X thousands North Ferriby is in the shadow of the Humber Bridge isn't it yes it is Yeah, mm. and no, the ground's down a lane through some allotments <laughs> right, so obviously yeah. it's yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and well, North, on, big, the, on the back of that, bridge. on the back of it, North <laughs> Ferriby went pear shaped, yeah. pear shaped, didn't they? And the team that was formed out of it was East Hull. Yeah, Not, I mean, North Ferriby back and running and yeah. having a good start to yeah. their season. But he thought, and I mean, if you're North Ferriby supporter, you must be 
Laughing, yes. Oh, the weight of the bank on yeah. that one. It's is a bit it? like the guy at Braintree, isn't it? It'll be interesting to see where Glenn Tampling goes next there as well, because that will be another... Talking of circuses, yeah. Is, is, is that a bit like um, Wimbledon and MK Dons, then? The sort of North Therapy is all set up? Uh, well, it's yeah. an awful lot more bitter. Yes, it is. because, is it? He, because basically, Oh, yes. <laughs> because he wanted, to move, he wanted to basically take the club over, make them good, and then move them into Hull, and when they said, no, it's staying where it is, he, he just spat the dummy out and <laughs> disappeared. He said, that's it. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> and all the money went on the same day. Oh, yeah. Dear. Uh, so yeah, they, well. they have been allowed to start, haven't they? They've only taken a... Is it a relegation of one step? I think so, yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's perhaps... You could argue with what we said about Berry earlier, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody felt <coughs> sorry for them. Right, back with a bit more football and what's on this weekend. Uh, very soon. Do you ever have that moment when it dawns on you, you've got the wrong man? Ryan Fletcher played in goal for Southall City at the weekend. Did he? Thank you so much, Mr. Earthfield. At least you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> Stockport Dave to the rescue once again. Well, he, he needs to uh, make a, a tone for his uh, team's poor performance at the moment. Right, okay. Right. Um, <laughs> a scrambling recovery there. You worked, you've worked very hard on the <laughs> FA Cup, but unfortunately, you've got about two minutes to tell us about it, thanks to his 10 minute epilogue earlier on. I'm not going to be uh, sure to tell, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. your fault. <laughs> OK, um, yeah, it was the FA Cup second round qualifying on Saturday. Um, you were saying about the big names from up north. Uh, Curzon Ashton 4, Blythe Spartans 4. That was Saturday, and Blythe won the replay last night, so that's a world. Good day. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Of course, right. Yeah, Bradford Park Avenue 2, Morpeth Town 4. Yeah. Gateshead 6, Ramsbottom 0. Guiseley 1, Stockton 0. Ooh. Then uh, Lancaster City nil, Spennymoor five. Lancaster's the wrong side. Yeah, well, Spennymoor's more your way though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, then locally, uh, Gainsborough Trinity lost two nil away at uh, Rushall Olympic. Buxton um, beat Corby Town five nil. Couple of interesting draws. How can Buxton be local? Well, it's on the outskirts of Manchester. That's the Manchester's not far away. It's, it's where that wonderful Sir Alex Ferguson managed, Good isn't it? God. But as a result, um, Ashton United uh, entertained Spennymoor in the next round. Nantwich, um, who beat... Uh, they beat Grantham, didn't they? Grantham, yeah. yeah. They've got Morpeth. Peterborough Sports are playing Guiseley. That's another club that's yeah. going through the ranks very quickly, isn't it? Peterborough, Peterborough Sports. Well, you know when I mentioned last week about a step four side, um, they were actually... They, I actually got this from the non-league programme. Um, they actually—they're the team that are playing eighty thousand a year before you even start paying players' wages. <laughs> so that's why they're going up through the ranks. Okay. Uh, Buxton have been rewarded with a, a home draw against York City. Oh, what a cracking game! Yeah, Blythe Spartans are going to Hensford. Leek uh, are playing Kings Lynn, so that's not too far away. And Belper, um, who you obviously met last season, uh, Rushall Olympic. So there's some interesting ties in there. Most certainly there is. And let's have a look now at what is happening this weekend. We'll come back to the football in a minute. Because I want to start <coughs> with an event at the Indoor Bowls Club um, for anybody of any age to come along and, and have a go. It's on September the 29th between 10.30am to 2.30 in the afternoon. It's three um, and all members will be there to show you what to do. So if you fancy a game at Indoor Bowls... That's Sunday in English morning. Yeah, September, September the 29th. Yeah. Right. I was just saying Sunday. <laughs> I have to work with this four nights a week. I'm, not, I'm just narrowing it down for the, for the yeah. listeners. You would need to be wearing socks, I think. <laughs> Probably more than socks, but you need to be uh, wearing socks. One of those parties, yeah. Um, them. They're providing the bowls. They're showing you how to do it. Um, obviously, there's plenty <coughs> of parking spaces. It will cost absolutely nothing. If you haven't tried, why not go along and give it a go? Yeah. As Tony points out, Sunday between <laughs> 10 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. Locally, before we do the football, um, ladies' hockey season starts. The first are away to Derby. Oh, that's a gimme then. And the seconds <laughs> are at West Bridgeford. Paul, if you're going to go on, if you're going to go, please watch the um, Behave Yourself. Bailey Sugden is fighting on Glory 68 in Miami this weekend. Oh, wow. In a featherweight contest with the American Ninja, Hazer <laughs> Ten Powell. <laughs> That's his real name, is it? Apparently. Um, on Sunday, which apparently is the 29th, it's the Robin Hood Half Marathon. Mm. And on Sunday, where I shall be at the Grove, aka 
Newark Academy. It's the uh, Mini League Cross Country, the first one of the season. Unfortunately, the weather forecast is absolutely yeah. dire. Yeah. Saturday's Sunday. nice, but Sunday's pretty. Yeah, yeah, I feel so good. sorry for those kids. It's a little, it's a little story. Because he's been telling stories all night. I'll, I'll tell the quick, quick one, and that means it won't be time for his story. Um, <laughs> I remember when I was doing the Sunday morning show in the olden days. Everything was off. Not a thing was being played. And on the way home, I thought, well, there's a lot of cars at the Grove for the Mini League. And these eight, nine, ten, eleven-year-old kids was running. You could tell they was running because there was these purple objects running around the field. <laughs> In the snow. Eight inches of snow didn't stop them, yeah. but they <laughs> That's are good. proper athletes. Um, the biggest match of anything at the weekend in the local area is at Kellam Road when Newark and Colville go head-to-head. -head. And trust tasty. me, Newark and Colville probably will be going head-to-head. Yeah. -head. Football. OK, Saturday, uh, Flow Serve entertain Hormond, who come from Shrewsbury. I can see nothing but a big win for the works. They've conceded 22 goals. Goal difference is minus 11. And they've been a bit of a yo-yo side, so I think that'll be a win. Uh, Town entertain Sutton Rovers at the YMCA. These are the league new boys, the bottom of the league. They've no racing meets, is no, no, they've only played four games, they've got no points, so on paper it should be a, a convincing win for town. Collingham, um, they they entertain Retford United on Saturday now, so uh, that could be an interesting game. Hmm. Because Ret Retford's going to be on a fairly high, aren't, aren't they? Aren't I would Wednesday have thought night, so, they yeah. might be somewhat tired though. Because I understand everybody ran themselves ragged again last night, so uh, we'll see. But yeah, that should be uh, interesting. Hopefully, Colling will get something out of that. Harrowby United uh, Counties uh, home at home against Bugbrook St Michael's. There's a great name. That's a ninth, eighth against ninth. <laughs> the way Harrowby are going, I suspect this is going to be a draw. So uh, we'll see. Grantham are at home to Radcliffe Borough. The visitors are 18th in the table, so I, I predict a home win for Grantham in that one. So hopefully we'll be proved. Southwell City go away to Woodthorpe Park Rangers. So that's second against fourth. That's quite a difficult game. But I think uh, City will uh, probably pull that one off, particularly if uh, Ryan Fletcher's in goal. He pulls a few more saves <laughs> off. We'll be well away. So next time you ask me who was in goal, I'll just say Ryan Fletcher and get away with it. That's pitch side. I'll just pitch you are pitch side, Dave. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stop all day. Yeah. Um, as Lockton at home to Woolerton. So that's 17th against 7th. You've got to think probably the visitors will uh, win on that one. I think with what's going up does lot at the moment, yeah. I'm, yeah. I've got a lot of time for Wollerton. Yeah. Curtin Brickworks um, are away in the Cup to West Bridgeford um, AFC, so it's effectively first against sixth in the Cup, Ooh. so that should be interested. Mm. Um, it's a Cup game, so maybe Matt will try a few different players. Who knows? Maybe maybe he'll take this Cup seriously. Highcombe Town are away to Moulton Seas End in the Cup. There's a great name of another. And that's a tiny little ground. That's that's an interesting place to go. And finally, Lincoln Moorlands Railway have got no game this weekend. They're away to Louth in the Junior Cup on the 5th. So there's not a huge number of games again. You watch, they'll be playing three, three times a week and come. come yeah, because next, the, the league will April. insist that they've got to fulfil all the fixtures. Okay, the we're about out of it. Uh, thanks very much for everybody this week. Next week it's a new at Tri Club and hopefully Nina's coming in to see us. Don't forget, coming up now on FM, it's the TNT Soul Show. The boys are out there already. It's live, it's here, it's in the studio. It's a fantastic show. On DAB, another fantastic show with the one and only Mr. Andrew Channing. Bye bye.